Hi, Wendy. Good evening. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock podcast coming live to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. My guest tonight is Wendy Dixon. Wendy lives in Arizona where it's sunny and warm today. And we're going to find out more about Wendy and what she does in just a minute. The show tonight is brought to you by the International Women's Motorsports Association. We are a membership-based association. We publish a monthly digital magazine. We also do these weekly podcasts with all kinds of interesting women and how they're involved in racing. If you'd like to know more, go to racinggirlsrock.com and you can join the association and find out more about us on our website. So tonight I want to welcome Wendy Dixon. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Melinda. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy that we could connect. So I, I let, out the, let it out of the bag that you're living in Arizona, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, do you have any pets, do you have a job, that kind of thing. So I live in Peoria, Arizona. Um, I was actually born and raised in Tucson, um, and I lived for quite a, quite a while in Chicagoland area. Um, when my dad moved out there, I was I basically call that my second home. And I met my husband uh, six years ago and moved up to Peoria. Uh, well, actually, I moved up to like the Scottsdale area, and then we moved to Peoria uh, when we expanded our family. So I met my husband, and he knew nothing about racing, and I really thought that we weren't going to go anywhere from there when he said he didn't know what a racetrack was. <laughs> I took him, and he fell in love with it, and it just it went from there. My husband, has um, he started getting into racing. Uh, I, I made him start at the bottom of the barrel, and um, he – went out, won uh, the championship and rookie of the year that year. And so I had to buy him another car, <laughs> made him move up. So we have two cars. We actually still have the first original car and we have our second car. He has a Northern Sport Mod and he's been doing that. So for about five and a half years, he's been racing. Um, and I've, I'm his biggest fan, his crew chief, everything. So it's been nice. We've been, we've been keeping up with racing. We have uh, three kids. Um, I have a port year-old he'll be 15 next month he's a junior police officer here in Peoria um, with the Explorers program and he's an ROTC uh, he's starting to get back into racing he starts to want to go out to the garage and help us which is great because Lord knows we need the help out there sometimes um, he plays football and baseball he's just a great kid and then we have a my daughter she'll be 12 tomorrow um, she's super athletic but she won't do anything she's like that typical wants to play her video games and talk with her friends. And so we're, we're enjoying that part right now where she's got a slow paced life, but we're really, she, she wants to be a cheerleader. She wants to do stuff like that. So we're looking forward to that soon. And then we have a five-year-old um, that was our, our baby. He wasn't supposed to happen and he came and he is everything bad. My husband and I ever did in life. Uh, we named him Cold Trickle. So for all the racers out there that know Days of Thunder and Tom Cruise, he is Cold Trickle and he, is cold trickles attitude okay he's got a, he's got a quarter midget he's gonna start racing um he's a total boss he's our little buddy he's if the car's wrecked it has to be fixed if the car's in the trailer it needs to be in the garage if we're going racing he's in the truck so he's a he's a big supporter with us um 
my main life, I, I, uh, I manage a place called Uptown Jungle. Um, it's a fun park indoors for kids, trampolines, ninja course, slides, climbing walls, all kinds of stuff. I absolutely love my job and love what I do. It's, it really doesn't even feel like a job. So it's, it's really nice to, to work there. Um, when I'm not there, we're racing. Um, we, we do some charter flights for a company called Elite Team Security on the side, my husband and I together to get some extra time together, I guess, because Lord knows we have it. I don't know when, but we do that. And then um, what I started a few years ago um, after I had been in racing for a while and I became um, a trophy girl was I started a trophy girl clothing line. So trophy girl clothing was a company that became a joke. Um, I put a shirt on one day and I made a little symbol and printed it, put it on the shirt. People loved it. And then the guys wanted a shirt. I'm like, it's a trophy girl. So what do you, why do you want a shirt? So we came up with fun slogans, forget the trophy, give me the girl. Why have a, uh, why have a girlfriend when you can have a trophy girl, little fun things like that. It was just a play on, on fun stuff. And, um, we keep that, we do it on the side still. We, uh, um, always want to have it get bigger. I think I have more ideas than we have money to do it. And in racing, you don't have a whole lot of extra money. No. <laughs> you spend it on the car. Exactly. So we've kept it in the back. Um, I still, I still have stuff. I still bring it out. I see kids all the time or not kids, but people wearing my shirts. And so it's still, it's still out there and it's still going. Okay. So it's interesting that you got your husband into racing. It's usually the other way around. Yes, normally it is. It, and, and my husband was a mechanic. So I, when I first started talking to him, I really thought, so you don't know what racing is. Like you work on cars for a living. This is your life and you don't go to a racetrack. And he lived 20 minutes from a racetrack. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, it blew my mind. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I just kept thinking to myself, there's no way that this is going to work. If you don't like racing, I've been in these relationships before it doesn't work. So when he came out it, it was actually really sweet, he came out to Canyon with me. We had the Western world out here. Um, and it, so it was a big race. A lot of big names were out here. Tony Stewart was racing that weekend. JJ Yaley was here. A bunch of big guys were out here. I took him out. He fell in love, just fell in love. And then we went home and uh, the next day we went to PIR and we spent the weekend at PIR and we never separated. So he's gone to every race with me since then. We've gone to the NASCAR races. We've traveled. Um, some of our vacations have been uh, Chili Bowl, Boone, things like that. We had, and he has a bucket list in racing, which it, you know, se almost seven years ago, I never would have dreamed he would have a bucket list that involved racetracks. That's, that's awesome to hear. I love how your story is backwards from most stories because th that's that's very cool and you know where you live you have a few tracks not too far away from you um i'm not sure how many of them are still still there i know canyon and i think there's one called wild horse motorsport park or something but yeah so that's the drag strip that we have so we have canyon speedway park um and that's about 30 minutes from our house. We have a um, Arizona Speedway, which is an Apache Junction. Um, we run that track quite a bit. Um, and then we have Casa Grande Central Arizona Speedway. Um, we run that track as much as we possibly can. And then there's two tracks in Tucson. There's an asphalt track, Tucson Speedway, which my husband has had a chance, thanks to our friend Matt, 
Um, he ran a asphalt car out there one weekend and he's going to do it again. I know. And then, uh, um, a friend of ours, uh, that, that, that I used to, um, I've known for a very long time promoter and track owner, Benji is going to be taking back over the dirt track that's in Tucson. So that should be opening okay. up next year. Okay. Um, and he's going for an IMCA, um, sanction as well. So we'll be racing there. There really will be four tracks here. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And so, um, a lot of ladies I talk to drive two, three hours to go to a racetrack to race. And yeah. I can drive 15 minutes either direction and I'd be at a track, two tracks. And within an hour, I'd probably be at six or eight. I'm so yeah. spoiled because we have, you know, and you guys, even though it gets really, really hot, you guys could race all year round, I suppose. But I think summer is your off season. Is that right? We tend to take a little bit of a break in June and July. Um, it is the hottest part of the summer, but there's also monsoons. And the monsoons out here, we don't deal with rain well. So I know. <laughs> the desert doesn't observe. It just makes puddles, and, and that's pretty much it. So they, they will typically take a break around those times. When we start hitting the 116s and when we start hitting the monsoon season, it's just a better deal all around rather than canceling races the day of. Uh, saves everybody a lot of money. So they've, they've pretty much worked out that that's our little bit of a break, but yeah, we go, we, I mean, we have a new year's and new year's Eve race every year. Um, we, we run the, so the Western world is hosted out here. It was something that was at Manzanita for years. And, um, since then has been taken over and it's been running out at Apache junction at Arizona speedway. And so they run out there. I mean, we're in November and we're running out there. Yeah. And then come January, we have a big late model show that comes out here, the Wild West Shootout, and it's six days of racing. Nice. So it we it even though there's a break, as they say, in June and July, we're still it, it doesn't really ever seem like it. I think our last race this summer was mid June, and then we had another race in July. So it's only a couple of weeks that we get down. I was out there. I'm trying to remember when exactly I was there, but um, I got there like on a Tuesday and the race, you, whoever, whatever track I was thinking of going to had raced on Saturday and it was the last night and then they took a break. So I just missed it by a few days, but I come out often enough that a lot of times I'm there in November because I come out for the NASCAR race. Yeah. Or we come at Christmas and we'd be there at New Year's. So I'm going to have to. Uh, rearrange my thinking because I just don't think about you guys racing that time of year. Yeah, just plan around our races. We'll get together. We'll plan your days, your trips out here, so you okay. can make it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds good because you actually don't live far from one of my daughters, so we'll have to get together. There we go. It'll be perfect. Perfect. So you got your husband into racing. How did you get interested in racing? Um. So my. My mom worked for uh, Pizza Hut Corporate and a guy came in and did their security system. And he said, Debbie, you got to come out and watch us race. You got to come out and watch us race. You're going to love it. My mom went out. She loved it. I never missed hockey. Didn't matter what was going on. I didn't miss a hockey game. So I finally decided one Friday I would go to hockey. Saturday I would go to the races. I went out and I fell in love. I, I was hooked. I had watched NASCAR on TV, but I never knew how good it actually would be. So I really fell in love with it. Um, my mom ended up becoming a mechanic for the gentleman. So his name is Chuck Wares. He's 
been like a second father to me. And so he was racing and he had my mom come out. My mom worked on his car. She became mechanic of the year. Uh, one year we got to go to Florida for the whole, because they had the NASCAR weekly racing series where it was a really big production. So we went out there and um, we had a, a whole shop. We uh, Dick's Motorsports, they built a ton of cars. Jeff Hibner would, is just a genius at building cars. And uh, uh, there we had um, Jerry Coons Jr.'s car would be there. His Triple Crown cars would be there. Everything would be in the shop and he would come and go as he could. And I would just be the girl in the shop. I would, nobody ever wanted to clean the cars, but they needed to be done. So I would crawl underneath the cars and I'd be cleaning the cars and quickly became into other things and was learning. And I think by the time I was in high school, I don't, I, well, I graduated high school and I didn't go to my prom. I didn't go to any of the school dances. I was at the racetrack, anything that was outside of racing, it sat on the back burner. It didn't matter. So I, uh, my mom, thankfully, and it had been working in the right place and Chuck Wares walked in and that was it that we were hooked. And so I, I actually got my dad into it because my dad was living in Chicago. So I got my dad into it. My dad took me to the brickyard and we went to Michigan Speedway and mm-hmm. we, um, we've gone to Chicagoland. We've gone all over to tracks, just, uh, you know, things that my dad and I could do because he didn't really know racing either. So, um, that was really neat. And then, uh, I was 16 and I got my first car. Okay. And so I was, I, that's when I started to race myself. So I grew up building them and working on them and cleaning them and knowing all the ins and outs of a shop. And then I finally got my own car. So I ran a year I didn't do that great, but I did all right. Uh, my first race is always a story. Everybody loves to tell my husband and I, they always call me wallet Wendell's. Uh, I went out on asphalt. You don't lift. And I got panicked and I lifted and I wrecked my car. So we, we quickly rebuilt it and I got back out there and did better, a lot better. Um, but I did that for a year and then we took a step. Uh, my, my mom had raced and I did it. And then we kind of took a step back and I was back working on cars, which I, I really like doing. Um, I've had a couple opportunities where I drove my buddy, Manny would let me drive his car and couple other friends where I've gotten in into the driver's seat and got to drive. But for the most part, I've just always loved being in the, in the back. I like being the the crew helping out and, and working on the cars. It's, it's a lot of fun to me. Um, spent a lot of time in Tucson helping a lot of people build their cars, motors, late nights, doesn't matter what it is, feeding the guys and, and helping on the cars. It, it all was just so much fun to me. So, um, I spent a lot of time doing that. And then I, um, would be around the track and I would be kind of helping uh, my best friend, Megan. She worked at USA, which was the or the dirt track in Tucson and I'd help out with her a little bit or hang out with her for the day. And then at the end of the night, I was the trophy girl. So spent years working with all these guys. And then I get to get out, they get to get out of the car and see me at the end of the night. So that's, and then that's how I turned trophy girl clothing in was I had to wear a shirt cause I was, I had my hair all dolled up and makeup and I'm running around the pits with all these, you know, everybody getting dirty. So I wore a shirt that's told who I was at the end of the night. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, that was, uh, that's how I got into it. And I've stayed into it. it was just, I always had somebody to help and, and then I brought my own person in to help. Okay. That's pretty cool. Now, um, because a lot of the girls I talk to drive, and 
that's all, you know, that's their focus and, and what they want to do. But I love hearing that the driving didn't get you as excited as the helping everybody else on the cars. That's, that's pretty neat. Trust, I would get back in a car. I would do it in a heartbeat. But I really do, I really do love being there and watching somebody else succeed. And I'm, it's, that's pretty much how my life is. I, I mean, my kids are my number one. If, if they want to do something, I want to do it for them. If my husband wants to do something, I want him to do it. So, and in friends, I always put everybody first. So I, I love giving that experience to somebody else, making sure that they have it. Um, and, and I know my husband, he's, we're very competitive people. So he naturally just wants to go fast and he gets, you know, as it is in racing, if you don't win, you're very upset and you're very frustrated and you're like, forget it, let's sell it. And, and I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. What can we do? How can we fix things? And we spend a lot of time trying to figure out this, this race program for him and how he can be successful in it. Um, and he's, he knows that it's coming towards the end of his time as Cole is five and he has a quarter midget and it's time for Cole to get in the car. And, um, as much as Cole would love to see me race a car, I tell him, I ride passenger in the first car that we had and we still have, it. we actually took it out about two and a half weeks ago. We took it out and, um, it was just so much fun. Like I, I was, I love riding passenger, seeing my husband like firsthand, doing something that he never would have done in his life is just absolutely amazing. So we, we, uh, we talk about it a lot. My son's like, you should drive it. You should drive it. I'm like, I'm okay. I get to ride with daddy. And then, and then I get to work on it with daddy. And so I really enjoyed that part of it. That's, that's going to be my main focus. I think is just sitting back, being the fan, being the crew chief, being the car owner, being the, the support. And, and then, you know, and, and the comforting at the end of the day when he's angry. <laughs> yeah. Or even, you know, Cole at five years old, he's got a lot to learn. And so you're going to probably spend a lot of time now, if he's going to start quarter midgets, you're going to spend the next 10 years or so, maybe around that of him driving quarter midgets until he's old enough to get into a big car. Yeah. And it takes everybody. That's the thing I try, you know, so many girls, want to be NASCAR driver. And I love that they have that ambition and that goal. That's awesome. We need those girls up there. Right. But there's also so many pieces and parts that go into that car. Um, it's interesting. I, I just had a conversation yesterday with a lady about that same thing that it takes the crew. It takes the person to encourage at the end of the night. Okay. We're going to not decide for 24 hours. Yeah. What we're going to do. We got to calm down, get a good night's sleep. And then tomorrow things will look better. We're not selling the car tonight, you yeah. know, and it takes all of those. And, and that's who you are for your family. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I love that now. So the, the clothing line came because you're a trophy girl. I get that. Where could, do you have an online place? Can people still order that or how does that work? Yeah. So, um, I had an online website and we kind of, since I wasn't doing it as much, I just didn't really keep up with it. So it's gone down. Um, but I still have a Facebook page so you can go to trophy girl clothing, the fan page, um, or there's trophy girl. I think it's trophy girl, Wendy Dixon. Um, and it's actually like a friend's request page. You can go on there and let me know if you want something. I have t-shirts, I have tank tops, I have hoodies. 
Um, there's a few things that I do still have. I have stickers and there's still guys that they're like, Oh, let me put my sticker on your car. Let me put your sticker on my car. And uh-huh. we do, I'll give them stickers. So, and I've, I've actually thought pretty heavily about ordering some more stuff. I have kids shirts and I like to give them away. Um, especially when they have nights where they're, they're trying to do some raffle prizes or something. I'll throw a few shirts out there uh, right. to help with anything. Uh, we've done some things. There's a Arizona open wheel museum here that, um, mm-hmm was owned by a gentleman um, and he, he has since passed. And when we do nights that we do raffle stuff to help raise money for the museum, I always donate um, some clothes, just it's already bought and paid for. So it, it, if there's any tracks that want to do anything and they want to throw out a few shirts, I, I love to donate that. Um, but we've, you can still get stuff. If you go to trophy girl uh, clothing, Facebook page, okay, message me on there. And I, I've sent out stuff, actually sent out a couple of shirts last week. So I still do what I can when I can. And if you're ever out at the track here, I, I have the shirts. Usually I have a bucket with me that has some shirts in it so I can get those out. Okay. So where are you, where do you, your family race most of the time? Is it at Canyon? Yeah. So Canyon is basically our home base track. Um, in between there in Apache Junction, Arizona Speedway, that's our two tracks that we run at. Um, our big major sponsor is Big Mike Hernandez. Um, he has Revelation Real Estate and the Down Home team. He's out in Apache Junction. He's actually like two minutes away from the track. So we love to go to Arizona Speedway. It's a great facility. Jonah's absolutely awesome and his crew out there, they're wonderful people. So we love to make the truck across town. It's like an hour and 20 minutes for us, but we do it because we love it out there. Um, but for the most part, Canyon is it Doug, um, Gabbert, Christy Gabbert, husband, wife, their son, Brandon, they all run the track out there. Um, our friend, Tony, he does a lot of the stuff. And so we like, we like to go out there that it's our home and it's closer for us. So, um, then where, where will your little boy race quarter midgets? Where's that at? There is, uh, it's called AKA. Um, it's, a uh, just north of the one Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's just north of, Is north it by of the Phoenix. baseball fields. No, it's, um, it, it's actually over by big surf water park. Okay. Um, so it's, it's going to be north of the one Oh one, um, and the 17 area okay. um, is where that and he'll be, so he'll be racing there. We're hoping to see if he can get at least a race or two in this year. Um, uh, we, did get his motor a few weeks ago, but he's little guy and we have a bigger cart for him. So it'll last him longer. Um, so we're going to put his little seat in it and adjust the pedals and stuff. And we need some help. I mean, I haven't done quarter midget stuff before. So this is something where I've got to call the other people in and say, yeah. Hey, come help. So my husband and I are, we're working on that. He's got, um, friends of ours gave him a suit. We have, uh, he got for his birthday, a helmet. So he's pretty set and ready to go. There's a couple little things we need to do and then he'll be run in probably a pretty full season next year is what we're hoping to do okay my grandson plays baseball I think it's in the same area because when I was there one day watching him play baseball my ears perked up (laughs) and my daughter said she thought there was a go-kart like go-kart quarter midget or whatever they're the same to her she's not into racing she said, oh, there's a track right over there. So I'm wondering if that isn't the track, maybe. It might be. I'll have to explore over there. I, 
I don't know where many, I've lived here for almost seven years and I still don't know where many things are. I know how to get to every racetrack and uh -huh. I know how to get to work. That's the important things, right? Where yeah. are the racetracks? My, are? my kids' schools. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's very cool. So, um, yeah, quarter midget is going to be a lot different than working on the big cars. My granddaughters raced quarter midgets. Um, for five years and then now one of my granddaughters has moved on this was her second year in what we call a big car front-wheel drive car she missed her homecoming dance to race that sounds like uh, what you did yeah uh, racing's in her blood she absolutely loves it and I love watching that happen as well it's a great family sport um, yes. I think that's one of the things why don't you share with me like maybe what things do your fan has your family learned or what what do you take away from the racetrack that keeps you involved? So one of the big things that has always stuck out to me is how much of a family racing is. Um, you can go to the racetrack every single weekend. You're going to see the same people every single weekend and they really become a second family. Um, I always like that with Chuck. He's always been like another dad to me. Um, I had, my best friend growing up, him and I were kids around the shop and I babysat his little sister and, you know, and, and him and his brother, their twins, they were really good friends of mine. So we were always, I was always with the same amount of the same people, the same group of people. So they've always been true friends, you know, always there, family events, they're always there for all of it. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, growing up and then becoming, you know, I started dating and I would bring them to the racetrack and that was always a big thing. Like, okay, I have to prep you. You're going to meet 50 people and they're going to, you know, it doesn't matter if I've known you for a day or a year, they're going to ask you a million questions. And if they don't approve, they don't approve. <laughs> and that was one thing when I met my husband was one of the, it was, it was hard for me to like want to take him there but i just i just did it with him and i we just knew it was a very quick i mean we were engaged within a month it, it not many stories happen like that it's it's a it's so cool that we have that but it was one of those things where we just knew we had both been married before so it was it was something different so i took him to the track everybody loved him i was floored i couldn't believe it so the, the family feel is just so great. And they, you know, the approval that you need to bring somebody into racing is it's very much like bringing somebody home to mom and then yeah. taking them to grandma's house. You really have to prep them for it and they have to be up for it. And with my husband, he was, and he's got so much support in racing and he's have, he has some of the friends, you know, I've, I've introduced him to people or we've met people together and he has maybe a stronger relationship with them than I do, which is great. I love it. I, I absolutely love to see that. And my husband's very quiet compared to me. So if you ever meet my husband, he's a very quiet person. And here I am, I'll meet somebody in the grocery store. It doesn't matter to me, but we've done that. And then our, our kids growing up, they're always concerned with our, our kids. They, they support a lot. Um, I said, my son is a junior. He's and he's in the police Academy here in Peoria. And, uh, we did a fundraiser this year for water because these kids are going out and they're doing these events. It's volunteer work. They don't get paid for it. They're learning the job. Um, and the racetrack we had, my whole front family room was filled with water. There had to be over 200 cases of water wow. that drivers and crews just brought. 
um, it was such a cool thing to see, but it's, it's the support that there is for, for family. And, and that's how we are, um, with, with everybody in racing. Our youngest son, Cole, he goes with us every time he's always at the track. He's actually started on his own where he goes before my husband races. Every time David goes out, he's sitting in staging. My son starts at the front of staging and works his way all the way back to every single driver and gives them knuckles before they race. That's cool. So one of those things. And they, and these guys wait for it. They have their hand out. Well, they'll see him walking down and they'll have their hand out ready to give him a fist bump. So that's, that's something with racing that I take that, that makes me want to keep going. It's why I've, been in it. I mean, it's been 28, almost 29 years since I started going to the racetrack. I, and I don't stop. I, I just, I have to be there. And if we're not racing, we like to go and watch. And we, we have friends that, that race, you know, we, um, one, one of my really good friends is RC Whitwell. I grew up racing go-karts with him. So I, I knew him from go-karts and going out to the track and seeing him. And now he's, out making a living doing this and so we love and my husband and him love each other to death so you know of course anytime he comes here we have to see him and there's a lot of people like that that you just hold on to and you hold them near and dear to your heart and they very much are like family I would house them in a heartbeat if they didn't have a place to go and I have <laughs> yeah that's you know that's the one consistent thread that I hear from all age women, all different kinds of what they drive. They all drive something different. They might be jet fuel dragster drivers. They might be quarter midget drivers. They might do sprint cars, whatever. But the one thing I hear over and over and over is that the reason I come back to the track is not because I like to drive fast and might get a trophy and win. It's because of the people. Yeah. And I think if you're not involved in racing, I think it's hard to explain to people outside the feelings that you have for those people. We, you know, we, we've lost a couple people right here in Kalamazoo, one early in the season, um, not through racing, and one just this week, not through racing. And the whole community of racing in our area is on Facebook. I'm sorry, what can I do? That's the thing that keeps me so excited and just blesses me over and over and over when I meet women like you and, and it, it's just, it is a family thing. Once you start to meet someone now, you live in Peoria, Arizona. You probably don't live more than 15 minutes from one of my daughters. We would have never met had it not been for racing. And so right. you develop friendships that you wouldn't develop otherwise. And, and I hear that too from gals that travel when they race, you know, yeah. they meet up with people that come from all parts of the country and they're great friends and those friendships are there to stay. And you, for me, uh, that's the thing I love the most about it is the people that I've met and the friendships I've made. Yeah. I, I hear that from you too. Yeah, it's, it is definitely really neat. Like we, and like I said, we've gone to Chili Bowl, we went to Boone and in all those times, you know, here, yeah, we had some people that we knew from Arizona that were going, but we were meeting up with people that were from other places. I met up with a friend of mine, Chad, that lives in Indiana at Chili Bowl, you know, and, and, uh, we were, we were hanging out with, um, Shane Carson, the old sprint car driver at Chili Bowl. He's a good friend of mine. All these people from all over, and I love to hear their stories and see it 
um, you know, see everything on Facebook. I love watching people on Facebook. And I know they like Shane always, he'll text me from time to time and say, I just miss you. And I love catching up with you and seeing how busy you are. And I think we've all learned how supportive the community is in racing. I think one of the biggest ones was Brian Clausen. That was a really big mm-hmm. shock to everybody, but it really showed the bond. Um, especially when we all found out that he was a donor, that was huge. Um, I was one of the few people that did get to know before they announced it, that he had passed. Um, he was big out here. I mean, we, Canyon Speedway, we used to, I mean, we've joked and it's Clawson Speedway Park. He owns that track. He still to this day owns that track. He Mm -hmm. was an absolutely wonderful person. Every time he came out here, he had time for everybody. Um, And I think whenever he passed, that was, that was a big shock for racing, even though we had just lost Jason Leffler. He was big out here too. Um, A good friend of mine, RJ Johnson, he, he was really close with Jason. So that took a really big toll on her, on him. And all these young guys that have passed, the support was so crazy to see on Facebook, so crazy to hear about it on the TV. But Brian was, that was it. That was what, that's what really showed me all the NASCAR drivers having a BC on the, on the car. Yeah. A friend of mine, Steve Witz works for NASCAR. He's an official out there. So he sent me a picture when they had just put them on there. And I cried. I, you know, that's, that was the first thing that I saw that, you know, after he had passed, that was really public. And then the donor thing was just outrageous. How many people became donors because of him? Right. And he surpassed the 2000, you know, 200 was a day. They, they hit 200 within a day. 2000 was within, I think by the end of the day, I mean, it was unreal what had happened but it shows the support and the love that the community no matter where you are you can be in in Canada and we know about your racing yeah everybody hears about it and and the other I think a lot of these sanctionings have done a really good job with that IMCA has their newspaper that they put out Mm -hmm. Uh, I and after that when I started following you um, and you reached out to me. I, I love seeing this stuff. Like I get to know what's going on with people all over the place that I normally wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for your site and it wasn't for your page. Yeah. I all appreciate these, that. Yeah. I mean, all these things, they keep everybody together. We all do the same thing. We all have no weekends, no money <laughs> and no spare time during the week. So That's we right. all we all look for each other to see, you know, is there somebody else just as crazy? Oh, look, there's a person in New York doing the exact same stupid thing we're doing here at home. So that's funny because I founded this association just a little over a year ago and it really launched in November will be our official was our official launch last year. But I was trying to find a group on Facebook or somewhere that was women in racing and um, because I have another business, send out cards, and I, and I know that race teams can use it so effectively. So I, um, I was kind of trying to, like, reach out to race teams for that. Well, then there was, no, there was no group. Like, we weren't, you know, it was like every racetrack, you know, but there was no place to gather, I guess, is the thing, where right. we could all share. And so when I couldn't find anything – then I put out a Facebook message that, that just said, I'm thinking about starting a project that involves women in racing. Would you be interested? And by that was like a Sunday afternoon. And by that night I had a hundred replies. And by the next night I had 200 replies, just like you're saying, 
And I was like, am I the only person that cares about this? Well, then after I had all those responses, it's like, no, I think this is something that, you know, women and men, there's, there's as many men, if not more, that follow us on Facebook as there are women. So, right. yeah, and I'm, I'm so excited to go to PRI because I know I'm going to meet a lot of these people face to face. And that's going to be so fun. I'm excited about that. So, no, I, I totally get what you're saying about Brian. And, you know, we lost, we lost a really close person to our family and the race family here in the spring from a car accident. It was the day before his birthday. And, you know, he was going to be, I think, 30 or however old. I think he was going to be 30 on his birthday the next day. And it devastates your community because yeah. – um, and especially I think the younger ones realize that they're not, uh, they're not, you know, it can happen to anybody basically yeah. anywhere, yeah. anytime. And so the race family, again, did just like you said, they're, they're always there. And for me, that's the best thing. So you're involved in the, go ahead. Well, we have a guy, so this is just a really cool story. So we ha I told you about the museum and you know, Dave Darlin. Mm -hmm. So Dave Darlin's my hero. And I, and uh, I still, some, when he comes, sometimes I can't talk in front of him. I mean, we've drank beer together. We've, I've known him for years, but I still get giddy. Like, Oh my God, it's Dave Darlin. Like, I just love him. So he's, he was sponsored by the museum and by Steve Stroud. And he flew out for Steve's um, memorial race and ended up winning that race. And I have to say that was one of the most emotional races ever, you know, sitting by Steve's wife, Jan is a good friend. I mean, we've, we still stay in touch with her. I wish we did more with her, but she lives on the other side of town and she's running the business now for Steve, but it, it shows that racers care. It, it, even at, I mean, Dave Darlin is huge. That's a, he's a big name. He's somebody that his livelihood depends on him racing somewhere in the country at any given time. And he had a ride, he flew out here and he made the race and he won the race. And that was, it was so awesome to see that because these guys are, they're human and they have feelings too. And I mean, he's crying, I'm crying, Jan's crying, Mike's crying, Mickey's crying, everybody's crying and everybody's excited. But it shows that they're, they're truly human. They do do a lot of things for everybody. They, they it doesn't matter you know, if you, if you are the biggest sponsor they have, or you're just a friend that they had that helped you along the way, it doesn't matter what you do, they'll come out and they'll support you in some sort of way. And yeah. that's, that's just another, that's a, for, to me, that's a really, it's a heartwarming one because it, it was somebody that I was near and dear to, um, that spent a lot of time with my son and, and, and like that Dave being my hero, they were really good friends. So it, put, you know, it put Dave in my life one more day that I, right. I really. Enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I, the question I always ask my ladies is if a mom came up to you with her daughter and said, my daughter wants to get involved with racing. What do you think? What would your answer be? Do it, do it right away. Um, so I would, I advise anybody wanting to get into racing the same way I got my husband into it. Maybe I'm, I'm one way, but, um, I wasn't allowed to have a car until I spent some time working on a car. Um, I had to learn it. I spent a lot of time in the pits. I had to be the grunt in the shop. I had to do things that 
not everybody wanted to do. But if I wanted to get into a car, I needed to have the respect for the car. Um, I think a lot of kids these days, they don't have the respect for racing the car, the time, the, the any of it. Um, that's one of my frustrations in racing. And that's what, what frustrates me watching my husband go onto the track and, you know, some nights he gets destroyed. And I'm like, you know what, let's sell it because nobody else cares, you know, and yeah. we don't, obviously we go back, we fix it, we go back out. But, um, my, like I said, I, with my husband, I made him get into the bottom of the barrel. I made him start low. I wasn't going to move him up as quickly as I did. Um, unless he'd really spent some time doing the grunt work. I did not expect a championship. I really was thinking we were close to the rookie of the year, but I did not expect a championship. Um, when he did that, it blew me away. It, it just blew me away. And I knew at that time that was pure talent. That wasn't something I didn't teach that. No. Um, our friend Bo had gotten in the car and taught him things. Ricky Thornton Jr. had been with him and talked to him. RC had talked to him. All these people had talked to him, showed him things. And he really took everybody's little bit of advice and made his own. And that there's not many people that can do that. So when I say, when I meet somebody that does want to get into racing, a young lady that would love to get into racing, I would tell her the same thing. I would tell my own kid, you're going to spend some time in the garage, you know, and, and I would open up my own garage. You want to come and learn about cars? Come over. I'll tell you what nights we're working on the car. You want to come help me in the pits? Come over. You have to scrape mud and dirt. You have to, you know, there's things that you have to really look for. So spend the time to really understand every bit of it because it, it is a lot. And if you're not fully 100% dedicated, it's not going to work. Exactly. Uh, and I think that part of it too, kids need to go to the store when you have to buy the stuff. Yes. Because they don't understand how much it costs. You know, most kids don't really. They don't understand how hard you have to work to pay for that motor or whatever. And even there's adults at the track that you just want to shake and you know it's like why is it worth wrecking you know for this yeah but it, it's it is frustrating but then again i i wouldn't go anywhere else on a weekend except to the racetrack <laughs> yeah i'm yeah right there with you i wouldn't go anywhere else but it is it does get to the frustrating point but like i love seeing the new blood come out um these drivers that move up you know i mean we're not we're not racing for big money. We're not, you know, Kyle Larson up there running for, you know, for, for our actual livelihood. We're having fun. We're doing this on the weekend. So that's why I say, if you want to learn it, learn it. And then you can get to that part. If you really spend some time, I mean, look at Kyle Larson came from a family that didn't have any racing background. Right. Where did this kid get his talent? He was smart. He was really smart. He learned, he listened, yeah. he paid attention and look at where he's at. And, and, stay true to that. You know, he's never lost his way. He's never lost his, his ability or talent. And I think really anybody that has that ambition in life, that that's what they want to do, go for it. If yeah, you only make exactly. it to where you're racing a local race every single weekend, that's where you're at. If you're happy with it. And he goes all over and races, races that he doesn't have to do. He does it yeah. because he loves it. Yep. So are there very many women that race in the, like when you go to Canyon or, um, Arizona Speedway. There's a couple women um, that race. There, um, most of them are in the lower divisions. We have one girl who she grew up in the shop that I 
that I was working in and her dad, her dad and my mom were best friends and, um, uh, Kelsey Foley. So she, she races a modified now Mm -hmm. and she is a pistol. She, she's everything sweet and funny and crazy and scary all in this little teeny tiny body. I've heard of her. (laughs) She's amazing. She's absolutely wonderful. I'll have to tell her that she should get in, in touch with you, but absolutely, uh, she's absolutely wonderful and, and follow her. She's gone to Boone. Mm-hmm. She, her and her dad have made a chance. They've gone to California. They've gone to Colorado. They went to, Oh gosh, I want to say they went to Arkansas last year or something, but they, they really, it, it's her, her dad was amazing. He yeah. was a racer in Tucson for years and he's now, well, and he used to be, you know, he was John Foley. Everybody knew Foley. Now he's Kelsey's dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a little bitter about that. <laughs> and he'll probably kick my butt for saying that. But he's, he's a good dad. And he's really put a lot of effort into making sure that she's got some of the best of the best. And she's, she's the one to watch. So out here, she's the one that sticks out. We do have a few other women that, that do stuff. And they, they race some of the lower divisions. Um, I th- there's a girl in dwarf cars. Uh, Brandy, there's um, mod light drivers. There's um, uh, we have sport compacts that are new. There's a sport compact driver that's out here, so they're in the cars and okay. always really want to get into it. But it's nobody like Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. she's the girl out here in Arizona. That's it. Okay. Well, I do. I have heard her name. I have her on a on a list somewhere. I have a Excel sheet with about four thousand names. <laughs> I'll put, I'll so, put in a good word. I know she's on that list, so I, maybe you can connect me to her. I definitely will. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, I, I just love the fact that, you know, you know these women and you encourage each other. You're at the track doing everything you can to help not only your husband, but probably everybody around you. Just from what I've spoken with you, I can tell that's who you are. Yeah. So, and the friendships and the relationships that you've built. I know those are the things that keep you going back. So um, last, I'm kind of out of my questions, but is there anything else you'd like to share or something I haven't asked you about? Um, I don't think so. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh, the only other thing I can really think of is, you know, I'm, I'm, so I am, I am that back person and I do work on the car, but there's a lot of wives that are supportive out there. So a huge shout out to all the wives that deal with these husbands that race every single weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I am one of the rare ones that, that brought my husband into it, but there's a lot of women that got drug into it and they've, um, there's quite a few out here that I, I've, been friends with and been lucky to have met and I'm so glad to have met them. And, and I, I put myself in a category. I hope I'm as good of a wife as they are sometimes, even though I'm a little harsh on my husband at times, but I, uh, I have a different level when I'm the, you know, when I've got to sit there and be the mechanic and the the crew chief and stuff like that. But I, there's a lot of women out there and and we all do our part to keep racing alive and we support it whether you're a wife that sits at home while husband goes and races or works on cars. Um, or you're one that goes out there every single weekend. It's, it's, it's good to have the support out there. It's good to have this us women out there and 
I really enjoy it. And I, I'm very thankful to all the guys that have made me one of the guys for so many years. I think my husband's always been like, I want a guy's night. And I'm like, but I'm one of the guys. Ask everybody. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> Not fair. Oh. But he, he takes it well. He's a good man. Uh, he's, he's takes very good care of us and our family. And, and I wholeheartedly, I'm his biggest fan. I will always be his biggest fan. And if, if he stopped racing tomorrow, I would have the last six years to just really look back and, and be so yeah. proud of him. And I will always be proud of him for it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for taking time out of the middle of your day um, yeah. to talk with me and do this podcast. So I definitely will be in touch when I come back out. I usually come around Christmas time. So I'm going to be looking at the probably New Year's race <laughs> and see if I can't <laughs> find a race while I'm there. Okay. And definitely meet you for coffee or something. I, I love meeting my ladies face to face. That's always the best part. So I would love it, especially okay. if I'm this close to your daughter. I would love to. We have to get together and you got grandkids out here. So bring them to the park. They can yeah, play. And absolutely. Because I'm wondering if maybe they haven't already been there. That sounds familiar. So I'm going to check with them, but We'll have to get your daughter to get a hold of me and we'll make sure that she gets into the park. This okay. Out with the kids. All right. Sounds good. That sounds awesome. So thank you again, Wendy and um, follow Wendy on Facebook and you can follow her husband, what he's doing. And we're going to follow, follow Cole trickle as he starts his career. Uh, that'll be a fun one to follow as well. So uh, thank you again and you have a good evening. Thanks you too, Melinda. Have a good one. Right. Thanks. Bye.